Hi, this is AJ Bingham, and I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Regions Financial Corporation. Regions is a different kind of bank, with branches serving Central Texas from Austin to San Antonio and the Rio Grande Valley. Regions can assist your firm with its M&A and investment banking needs, as well as specialty finance in the technology, healthcare, defense, and aerospace sectors. Learn more about Regions at www.regions.com, and you can find more information in the episode notes. Now on the show. Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the BG Podcast. My name is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group, and our guests today are Jason Redfern, Parking Enterprise Manager, and Jacob Culperson, Mobility Services Division Manager with Austin Transportation Department. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having thank us. Thank you. Well, we've had uh, several of your colleagues on before um, talking about different aspects of micromobility, and that's everything from uh, scooter share to dockless bikes. And today, we're going to get an update from Jason and Jacob on what's been going on in the micromobility world in Austin uh, since council uh, had postponed an ordinance that would have created a, fa- a, a regulatory framework around um micromobility yeah. at their May 23rd council meeting of this year. Yeah. Um, so before we get to that, I want to get just an introduction from both of y'all and sure. then kind of make a deeper dive in what your roles entail and then as it relates to micromobility. Sure. So I'm Jason Redfern. I'm the city's parking enterprise manager. And so I'm over the entire parking enterprise. There are three different sections with our parking enterprise. There's mobility services, there's uh, parking enforcement, and then our infrastructure operations or the metering both on and off street. And so I'm the, the manager over the entire parking enterprise as a whole. Gotcha. Yeah, and I'm Jacob Culberson. I'm the Mobility Services Division Manager. I work for Jason uh, in the Parking Enterprise Division. And uh, I uh, license all rides for hire in the city of Austin. So taxi cabs, limousines, and even now infamously the scooters. Oh, so parking, I mean, you're both, you, you cover uh, a lot of very popular topics in Austin, I Absolutely. think, the last, probably the last few years. Sure. Well, good. And so just, again, picking up, can you all just give a high-level overview of what occurred at Council on the 20, May 23rd? Sure. This is around item 20, I'm sorry, item 58. Right. And what what passed then, and then what was, again, decided to postpone, and, right. and why that happened? Sure. So the an item that did pass was the uh, definition and use is what we've been calling it. So people who ride uh, micro-mobility devices or shared bicycles um, have a... Um, a set of regulations that they now must abide by when they ride these devices. It was the old bike ordinance, but mm-hmm. we added micromobility devices to that ordinance. And it just, it's common sense stuff, like you can't ride against traffic, you've got to obey all traffic laws, that type of thing. No shared uh, shared uh, scooter rides. Well, so that's the thing, is we made sure to say in the ordinance revision that um, if the scooter or device is equipped for two riders, then we would want them to be able to do that. So we didn't Fair say enough. no double riding. We said something like, um, it can't be against the, the, the way that the device has been manufactured. So mm-hmm. if it's been manufactured for one uh, person to ride it, then we would only want one person to ride it. But there are new innovations and people come out with different ways of conveyance and, and there could be dual rider devices come up in, in the future and we didn't want to uh, preclude anybody from using those types of devices. Yeah, I know actually speaking of kind of newer devices, there was uh, recently one of the scooter share companies released uh, new new dot or new scooters on yeah. the east side of Austin. Absolutely. Uh, I believe with thicker tires, right? Because yes. I mean, yeah. people don't know these 
typically these scooters aren't meant for road use. Yeah, <laughs> at least parts well, for road use. I mean, they're all they're all supposed to be designed for road use, but uh, they've got a small they've got smaller wheels than a, like a bicycle does. Uh, but the Lime scooters came out uh, with with larger tires, uh, shocks on the front, mm-hmm. um, a better display uh, so that people can read it when they're uh, driving their device. So we're, we're excited to see the different companies and the innovations that they're making um, to improve the, the technology and the, the devices that people are riding. It only enhances safety. Um, and we're, we're excited that Lime released that. I think it's their version 3 now, I, I think is mm-hmm. what it is. Um, we're excited to see what else comes up. Um, I, I want to see a company come in with, you know, two wheels on the front and a single wheel on the back, and which is looks a bit more stable. And so we're 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 excited about. And that could possibly start parking itself as well, and that's kind of exciting as <laughs> yes. well. These automated uh, scooters that may be able to, in the in the very near future, be able to park themselves. So what do you mean by that? Well, I have an idea in my so, mind what that so means. So just like <laughs> just like a Roomba. Yeah, uh, finds its way to its charging bank. These scooters have the ability to do that as well. Okay, um, so and pretty interesting stuff. And, yeah. yeah, sensors and stuff. And uh, so, any new uh, innovation that comes through by way of scooters, they come to my office for an inspection, and uh, we inspect and, and check the certification, laboratory certifications, uh, mm. and then uh, uh, permit them to be released. Have you? Seen, I'm just curious. Have you seen that self-parking, early self-docking? model other markets currently being tested no, or otherwise no, or just lab kind of situations it looks conceptual at this point yeah i mean you, they show a, a video of of one maneuvering mm-hmm. and it's different um angles of the camera and, and it's avoiding things and yeah. all that so it, it seems a bit conceptual but you know that's that's just an example of of things that will come in the future we don't know how soon yeah. but we know that exciting things in the transportation business are going to happen well, kind of related to this, but you look at those uh, the company in Boston, like Boston Dynamics and all the different robots they put out, right? So yeah. they have one that can just bipedal, like can move around. I mean, yep. essentially, you know, keeping up, you know, it is, it's not a far leap. Yeah, well, this, one, one of the more interesting ones that I've seen, uh, very similar to the Boston Dynamics uh, robot, is is the Ford uh, Motor Company uh, automated vehicle, which delivers a human-type robot or human-shaped robot to deliver a package straight to your door. Very interesting stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So to, to, to kind of, I guess, to, to get us back to the, the actions for that council took, um, so that was the 12-2 was the modification for that, and, and, and that was an overwhelming support for, we, we have to do something to provide better regulations for people who ride the devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there were concerns about, we took a, a franchise model forward to the, um, to the city council members, uh, there were concerns from from their constituents that um, the, the the implementing a franchise system may have a, a negative effect, an unintended consequence. It could uh, potentially stifle innovation. They, you know, uh, franchise holders. There's a there's a limit to them. Whatever limit we could set, 20 franchise holders. But let's say number 21 has the best, greatest thing ever. Um, we, they, there was concern that we were going to limit the market um, and, and um, maybe exclude the city of Austin from, from uh, achieving a great transportation solution that hadn't been thought of yet. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, city council members took a pause and said, you know, we, we really need to step back and, and think about unintended consequences. Um, and so currently, you know, city staff, we're, we're working um, with our law department um, and we are trying to find the best mechanism that gives 
staff and council enough maneuverability so that we can address things that are changing the market so quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, we know that, you know, um, they were dropped off in 2018. What you think, right? I mean, way back seems, when, right? It seems like it's been longer than that, no, right? Because right. it's yeah. just, just ubiquitous. Exactly. Ago. Yeah, yeah. So way back in 2018, and now here we are. You know, we we've hit six million miles traveled on Dockless. That is fantastic. And this is just two years. And this is just not a year and a half, right? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. so um, by April of next year, who knows how many miles we'll have traveled, especially when you plug in South by Southwest's mm -hmm. numbers into the doc, dockless usage. Mm. Um, Probably ACL, too. ACL? ACL both weekends. Or, exactly. And the rest of that, really that that whole span of a week, like that Friday to that Sunday. There'll be two weekends in ACL. That'll, mm -hmm. that'll happen as well. Yep. So we know there's going to be high usage um, and... We just we we are seeing innovations and in technology that will um, maybe blow some people's minds in the future, and and um, we just want to be able to um, make sure that we can maneuver with technology, we can work with technology providers, we can pivot and make sure that um, we are um, letting the private industry do what they do really well and try to stay out of the way of private industry, but still provide that regulatory framework where we can regulate if something comes up that we need to regulate. Yeah, our, our goals are very simple with the regulation is in, 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 for what we want is to be able to number one the, the, the scooter companies or you know micromobility to pay for its own regulation mm -hmm. but also to help with capital improvements new bike lanes improved bike lanes protected bike lanes out in the infrastructure in the city so th those are our goals how we do that is what we are now uh, designing and working with our law department to to figure out a good way to deliver that. Yeah, gotcha. And I mean, just looking at our, the other our our other major markets in Austin, I'm sorry, in Texas rather, uh, San Antonio, Houston, Dallas. What are you seeing out of those markets in terms of their if they if they have any structure in place? I mean, um, for is it permitting or a permit structure, or is it more on the uh, franchise model? So we were, I believe, one of the the only cities to try a franchise model with Dockless. Mm -hmm. um, we've not heard of any other um, municipalities in any of the states try um, a franchise model. And so I think we were um, a bit ahead of our time in, in that thinking, uh, a bit ahead of ourselves maybe. Um, so I, I know that San Antonio has more of a permitting. They had a pilot program that was um, launched. Um, I don't believe that um, in Houston that they have any permitting mechanisms identified yet because I think that there are um, things in the political re arena that are happening that need to happen first before that before they um, go into some type of model mm -hmm. um, and so Dallas uh, I'm, I'm not entirely sure I think they have like a permitting process they ha at first had allowed just the companies to come in and ramp up and oh, yeah. do what the they you know, side. That was a <laughs> little bit of a saturation issue. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, <laughs> and, and so um, I think they've dialed that back and are working on how to, to better um, control that. But I, I don't believe that they had a franchise mechanism. It was more of a permitting or operating authority of some sort. Yeah, and no, none of the cities, other cities in Texas that we know of have seen the successes that we've had with the dockless mobility program or the micromobility that we've had or scooters in general. Um, and even nationwide companies are, are telling us that, that we're kind of the tip of the spear. We're, we're really um, a great place um, to, to try 
I mean, we kind of have an open market here mm-hmm. um, and uh, a great place for, for them to um, see how things work uh, with, with uh, minimal restriction and, and the ability to, to transport people all over the city. Gotcha. And, you know, beyond the frame, the development, the framework, I mean, do you, I guess you have a rough timeline for that. I know these things, I know these things can always shift. Right. They have in, you know, for those who don't know, I mean, Austin's right now in the middle of re- revising or rewriting our land development code, which right. takes a lot of, I think people realize, staff bandwidth. I mean, sure. Anique, uh, who's been on the show previously with the um, strategic mobility plan is now helping with code with right. with the LVC. I want to say that word. I will not say right. the land development code rewrite because she almost got up with that. <laughs> but again, like staff, you know, get shifted and moved around based right. on some. I mean, all maybe high level needs of the city, but just right. you have a rough idea for when you know, you're looking to have some framework come out. So, well, we're looking at the beginning or or middle of October is what we would shoot for. Mm-hmm. Um, we have internal constraints in our own processes and procedures. We like to have things ready and posted within six weeks before the actual council date. Um, and, and, and to be honest, we're still having discussions internally um, about the, we want to make sure that the mechanism we choose is some, it's, it's a win-win for everybody. Um, and, and those are the, some of the discussions that are still happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would tell you uh, the beginning or mid-October is what we would shoot for. Um, in government speak, that may be uh, more like the beginning of November, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but so we're, we want to we want to come to to council with a recommendation before the end of the fiscal year, or the end of the calendar year, excuse me. Um, and that we're having budget hearings right now, mm-hmm. and so that's taking up a, a lot of council's time as well. So um, to 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 pro- provide you a good answer is before the end of this calendar year, we would like to have something. That's fair. Council. That's yeah. fair. Given the there are some I mean, the budget being kind of the looming thing for everyone right now. Absolutely. Um, what are the trends? So you mentioned they get the self parking, yeah, potential models. Are you seeing what are more immediate immediate trends you're seeing in the micro mobility space that aren't in Austin yet, but another maybe our national peer markets that are interesting to y'all? Um, well, we're we're hoping on uh, bringing in some good pilots to to run. Uh, one of one of those pilots is uh, with a company that offers a, a docked solution for especially high-density areas like our downtown core area. Um, and it's a solar-powered dock that, that charges scooters when, when customers dock the scooters into uh, that dock and, um, and then charges the companies a fee for that charging. Um, so uh, it kind of sets up autonomously and, and you know, um, just kind of sits in, in, in uh, a space in the right-of-way, which would usually be like a negative space. Um, what we call uh, a place where you know there's not high traffic volume that kind of thing um, and uh, scooters can be parked there and, and charge and, and so we're, we're looking into that and hopefully you'll see those out there soon uh, and they'll be slowly replacing those parking boxes that we've designed out on the right-of-way mm-hmm. um, which we've kind of delineated with paint or tape um, so these will be out there in the right of way with their solar panels and everything. So it's good. I think it's a it's a great thing coming our way. Very good. And so for companies who are interested in, in piloting you know, beyond the actual scooters themselves or other dockless mobility uh, technologies, you, know, you who what's the process for that, right? So I'm a company I'm from Portland or else. Sure. I'm looking to come to Austin with my fantastic widget right. for to save you know the, the city and. You know, who should I go to at ATD first? Or what's that process like? 
We have a, so we have a, a smart mobility webpage and uh, you have to do something called an expression of interest. You have to come to the, you have to approach the city of Austin and say, hey, we've got this really great solution that we want to try. Um, explain what the benefits are and we enter you into um, a process that we can do an evaluation. So we can, we can look at what the service is, we make sure that there's maybe no conflict with contracts and city, co city code or ordinances that would prohibit that from happening. Um, and after that evaluation period, um, we try stuff out. We, and we've got, um, at, I think, about 82 expressions of interest so far. That is 82 different, wonderful, technological, innovative things, not necessarily all driven by Dockless. There are other things. Um, but at least 82 different ideas of, hey, we want to test this, and we want to be the first to test it in Austin. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, Austin's becoming this this. Um, I want to say a laboratory, but it is definitely a great place to try stuff. Um, and, and companies are figuring that out. And we, this process um, helps people kind of maneuver through that whole, um, you know, concept to testing and then figure out if we want to purchase the solution or we want to, you know, innovate and take those results and do something else with it. Um, but yeah, so the expression of interest is the best place to start off with us. Yeah, and we definitely welcome innovation. So if anybody out there has uh, bright ideas about how to handle oh God, the yes. uh, Dockless solutions and, and how to organize them and, and uh, make make Austin a better place uh, involving them, then uh, that would yeah. be a good place to start. All right, yeah, and we'll list that uh, that URL in our show notes too for those who are interested in that. Awesome. Uh, well, Jason and Jacob, thank you for your time. We'd love yeah. to get you all back in here um, post-framework uh, uh, you know, posting and then maybe after it's uh, adopted, well, we're still going to download on that once it goes to council. Cool. Uh, with that, though, thank you for your time. I'll let you all get back to your very important jobs for the city. We yeah. appreciate your time. Thank, thank you me. very much. Thank you. Awesome. Hi, this is AJ. We want to again thank our sponsor, Regions Financial Corporation. With branches serving Central Texas from Austin to San Antonio and the Rio Grande Valley, Regents can help your firm with its M&A and investment banking needs, as well as specialty finance, the technology, healthcare, defense, and aerospace sectors. Learn more about Regents in the episode notes. Thank you for listening to today's BG Podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.